Just Earthly is a podcast for the nature lover, environmental enthusiast, outdoor adventurer, free spirit, and seeker. We belong outdoors, where we find union, belonging, inspiration, and at home with ourselves, each other, and our planet. We go inside to go outside. We go outside to go inside. We gather for self-healing, world healing, here on this earth. Welcome to the Just Earthly Podcast. My name is Mandy Metzger, founder of Interland Botanicals, and I'm your host. All right. I am so excited to bring Mary Olmstead of the Brightly community. She follows a lifestyle in sustainability and low waste. So I'm really excited to talk more today. Welcome, Mary. Hello. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your lifestyle? Yeah. So I live a low waste, sustainable, however you want to phrase it, lifestyle. Um, It was actually a New Year's resolution for 2020, ironically, of all years. Um, I found it out. I was once again, what are the chances? I like, I was watching a YouTube video, a Buzzfeed video, and they talked about low waste and I never really thought of about it before. And I was just captivated immediately. And they have like five videos. I watched them all that night. They weren't long, but like watched them. I was like an hour of them and was like, okay, I need to learn more about this. And just started YouTubing it, looking at one Instagram. And it was probably November, December of 2019. And I'm like, this is gonna be my New Year's resolution. I I got some books about it and just like jumped fully in and pandemic happened, but I still tried to stick with it as much as I could, but it just kind of started from there. And since then I've uh, been going strong for about almost three years now. That's amazing. So you said it was a new year's resolution. It was, it was a new year's resolution and it was something that I, I've always, everyone makes New Year's resolutions and I usually never stick to them. It's like, oh, go to the gym more and eat better. But this was one I was like, I think I can really do it. I'm going to make swaps when I can and just actively do the best I can. And at the time I was living with a roommate, it's harder when you live with somebody else who she didn't necessarily not, she didn't disagree with me, but she was just kind of like, it's not my number one priority, which is completely fair. Everyone to each their own. Um, But then I, Right before COVID hit, I moved into a studio apartment just because she had a different living situation and it was easier to do it on my own. And yeah, just went from there. Wow. That's amazing. What would you say helped you stick to it? I don't know. I think I just, I started following people on social media. I joined the Brightly community in June of 2020. And I think that really helped also just being part of a community surrounded by other people that were interested in it. And it was part of something that was important to them and their lifestyle. Um, And it just, I mean, during COVID, I I was working at home. So I just, it kind of was just something I could work on myself. And like I said, for me, I'm a big swap person. So when I ran out of something, I did research, tried to find things that were waste or sustainable and then swap them myself. So that kind of was a good way for me to stick with it. I ran out of something, did the research, found the sustainable swap. Good for you. Can you tell us a little bit about this Brightly community and how you found it and what what they're all about? Yeah. So the Brightly community is a community built of individuals who are all kind of like-minded, want to live sustainably, live low waste, want to be more one with nature, however you want to put it. 
And pretty much there's a web browser and there's all these different boards and channels. They have social media. And so all the channels are set up differently like uh, sustainable swaps, nature, even parenthood, students. And so you can just join which boards interact, like connect with you. And then you can talk with people who talk about different things. So it's really great. They have um, product testers too, which I was a part of that group. I still am. And that's how I got to test so many great products also. So they send you free products. You get to try them out yourself and then you do your own little mini reviews. They, they kind of, they also say that it helps you become more of like a social influencer, like an eco influencer, because you have the opportunity to review these products. Um, not everyone gets to do it, but they do it kind of at random. You apply and then they pick people and but it's a great opportunity for people and it's a great way to interact with others that are on the same journey as yourself. That sounds like fun. What was your favorite product that you got to try? Do you have any favorites? Oh my gosh, I have to think. Oh, well, what I still use today, the shampoo and conditioner I got from um, Plain Products. It's, um, I have one of the products with me that I still, I didn't grab the shampoo and conditioner, but everything comes in an aluminum bottle. Awesome. And so how once you run out of it, you request a new one and then you send the empty back and then they reuse the aluminum bottles and then you just use the plastic cap that you get with your first order. So it's a constant closed cycle. So you're not using plastic bottles, it's aluminum. I love the product. Luckily my boyfriend loves it too. So we don't have to get multiple, we just get one, we both use it. So they have everything from face moisturizer, like that's what I just showed you, to shampoo, conditioner. I think they even have body wash. They have little sample sizes. It's that's definitely one of my favorite products and one that I still use like every single day. That's really cool. So this is something I've been wondering when I come across products that they say that you send them back. Is there a cost involved with that? No. So they send you, at least with plain products, they send you the shipping label with the new one. So you just put the new shipping label on the box. I drop it off at the post office and they send it off. So no extra cost added to me. I mean, it is something that obviously it's a privilege to be able to purchase these products because yes, they're more expensive than the $10 bottle of shampoo you're going to get at the grocery store, like a swab or something. So not everyone is a financial in a financial area to be able to do that. Um, but to me, the product works great and I don't go through it as quickly. I mean, I don't wash my hair every day also and stuff like that. So it's yeah, me, it's not a big issue, but once again, like there's the privilege in the fact that I can purchase it. So it's, it's not for everybody, but there is no added cost for the shipping it back. That's nice. So listeners, just a side note, if you really like this episode on the podcast, make sure you also catch it on YouTube when that gets posted because Mary brought along some props. So you'll actually get to see these products. Plus I'll link those down in the descriptions too. So yeah, thanks for sharing that, Mary. What challenges would you say you've bumped into along the way? What's the hard part of this? The hard part is, I mean, I don't live like in a California where there's lots of bulk food shops, where there's lots of small businesses with people who are willing to be more sustainable. I live in New England where there's all of three bulk food stores, like even now, I think only two remotely even near me. There's, I mean, it's one company and they own two of them that are within, but there's really not a lot in Connecticut. I'm very fortunate to live in Connecticut because in the Connecticut sustainability Facebook group, they're like, where do I go to bulk food? And 
Yeah. Um, like I know Whole Foods does have all bulk food section, but you can't bring your own jars or anything like that. But I'm lucky I do live near one that I can bring my own jars and get my own snacks and stuff. Like nice. not everyone has that. I would say that that for the food wise is one of the challenges. Um, it's, I just don't live in an area where it's as accessible or as popular. Like it's getting there, but that for me has been a challenge. And you go on the hunts for like, I remember I was looking for like cauliflower and I went to three different stores and it was always covered in plastic. And I kind of didn't realize how cauliflower was one of those things that's just always in plastic. And I was just like, oh, it's so frustrating. Um, so I try to make, I try to pick things that aren't and stuff like that. So I would say for me that that's definitely one of the challenges. And then, like I mentioned before, the cost of things sometimes, like, especially when it comes to clothing, if you want to shop sustainably, when it comes to clothing, it's a lot more expensive. Um, so sometimes I kind of have to weigh those costs and say, okay, yes, I'm going to buy that, that black t-shirt from Target as opposed to somewhere else, but I know I'm going to wear it for like 10 years. So for me, it justifies it. I'm not buying a fast fashion like trend that it's going to be cool for the summer and then I'm never going to wear it again. It has its challenges. So I would say those for me are the two biggest ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, those are definitely tough ones. I'm wondering how do you get around plastics? Do you have any tips for that? <laughs> yeah, for me, it's, um, I just, I always try to, when I go to the grocery store, um, I bring my own produce bags always. So I always try to buy the produce that's loose. Um, there's usually in most grocery stores, I mean, unless you're maybe in a specialty store or something, but um, in New England, like in Stop and Shops or Big Wise, you can go and they have everything packaged, but then also like to the right or left on the wall, they have a section of non-packaged things. And so I always try to buy that there where I can. And like I said, I'm very fortunate. I have a bulk food store. I can go and my boyfriend and I go probably once every two weeks and we go and get everything from like, I, I just showed some Swedish fish, like some candies to like pastas and rice. Like we go and get anything we can buy there, we buy there. Like we don't compromise on that. We're just like, luckily he he's in on, on the journey with me. Um, so we, anything we can buy there, we do. And you can get all your dried goods and snacks and it's really helpful, even honey. Um, oils, like we buy everything there we can. Um, so for me, that's how I've gone around it. I mean, you're never going to be perfect. Like when it comes to meat and stuff, it, it's, it's, it's in plastic. I mean, could we go to like the a butcher, I guess, but like, it's one of those things that we already go to a specialty grocery store to get our meats that are higher quality. So we're already paying more. So to go to a butcher is probably be even more than that. So, I mean, you, you got to pick your battles. Um, I would say food wise, that's, that's definitely it. I mean, there's plastic in everything, unfortunately, <laughs> even your clothing. So for food, that's what I do. Yeah. I would also say, I mean, in, in terms of the plastics, um, I, I get bummed out that even some of these more sustainable vegan companies also package their things in plastic. Like I get this, um, it's like an egg replacement that's called just egg. And it's, so, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? It's so yeah, good. It's like in that yellow bottle, right? Yes. But I, it's enough for maybe like two servings, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, every time I use it, which I don't use it as much because it's in plastic, but every time I use that, I always think like, why don't they make this at least in a larger bottle <laughs> and yeah. maybe glass? <laughs> yeah. I, that's, 
it's definitely a great point. Like going even to like a Costco or something like that's also in theory, it's bulk shopping. Like you're buying, yes, is it still in plastic, but you're buying it in a larger volume. So you're getting like, it's, it's, you're not buying it say every week or something, or I, I definitely agree with you on that though. Like my biggest things I've noticed recently is deodorant brands. Deodorant used to be in cardboard and now they're preaching it like it's this new thing. Like, Ooh, we're selling our deodorant in cardboard more sustainable. Like that's how you used to sell it. Like, yeah. So like, it's that, I mean, I, I use like the Dove deodorant that has the replacement head, um, okay. that has like, I have everything with me next to me. It's like the metal okay. bottom and then the deodorant okay. itself, you can just twist off this part and replace it. So you keep the components like a nice metal component. Um, but it's one of those things that all these companies or all these items that used to be made out of metals or higher quality, like razors also, I have a metal razor. I don't have that next to me, but that is a great swap. The leaf razor, the one of my favorites, I can't believe I forgot to grab it, but it is like a metal razor and it's considered a safety razor, but it has a pivoting head. So it's more like an act traditional, what people think of a traditional razor. That's one of the best things, but it used to be made out of metal and now they just make everything in plastic, but this will last you longer. It's a one-time buy. And I don't know, it's, it's hard. You got to, like I said, pick your battles and choose what you do. I just kind of rambled there for a second, but. <laughs> no, those are, it's really interesting. And a lot of those brands I've actually seen um, as well. So it's neat to get like your reviews on it. Um, yes. What's working for you. I'm curious what your favorite swap is or if you have any extra tips about those yes um I would say like I said the leaf razor is one of my favorites um that's that's great um I really love Swedish dishcloths okay um, that they kind of come like this and you put them in water and they turn into like the like what a wet paper towel would feel like so um, I use these instead of paper towels. This uh, cloth napkins and dish towels are pretty much my paper towel substitutions. Um, okay. And to wash them, you can either put them in your dishwasher or in your laundry. So I just throw them in my laundry with all my other like dish towels and stuff and they come out all clean. So That's these cute. are great. Yeah, plus they're really pretty. They're very pretty. Yeah. Um, and you can buy them. I mean, I know it's Amazon, but a lot of sustainable shops will sell them. Brightly sells these as well. These aren't from Brightly because I've had someone got these Christmas, but Brightly does sell them as well on their shop. But that's a great swap. Um, one of my recent favorites, which I also got from the Brightly shop, is this. Now I keep this in my purse with me. So when I go to restaurants and I have takeout, I don't have to get a takeout container and it's just a collapsible take, like a collapsible bowl. That's interesting. That is so cool. One of my favorites. It always, it's recently, it's everyone, whenever I bring it out, other than my boyfriend, because he knows I have it, he's, they're like, what is that? I'm like, then I don't need a plastic or styrofoam takeaway container. It's just a collapsible one and it goes in the dishwasher. It's great. I love that. Yeah. People at, at first glance would be like, is that a Frisbee? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so do some disc golf. Um, <laughs> But that's, that's one of my recent favorites, just because it's, I've been, I keep, I would keep like plastic, like Chinese takeout containers in my car. I always forget to bring in the restaurant with me and it's bulky and not convenient, but that I just carry a little backpack as my purse and it just slides right in there. Interesting. How do restaurants usually respond to that? Do you, do you ever give that to them? Like if you just go for pickup and takeout? 
or it's more of like you sit in and you have extras so you put it in there more of my, it's more of my extras after I sit and eat because like most places I, I I order it and then go pick it up like I don't really go I'm not I don't just because of where I live like I don't really go to the restaurant order at the restaurant and wait it's never like that situation um but I have when I was working in the office I would go and get like sandwiches from the local deli I would bring like my own container and say instead of wrapping it in the paper in the plastic you just throw it in here and they would always be like sure and I was like cool so yeah. that, that was really nice. That was just a local little like um, deli in a grocery store in like a tiny, tiny town. So okay. I did that. That's the only time I've ever done that though. I did um, ask one time at Whole Foods when I first started this journey after COVID kind of calmed down a little bit. I yeah. did go to Whole Foods once and say, hey, if I bring my own container, like, could you guys put the fish in the container or like the chicken in the containers and wrap it in plastic? And they're like, no and I'm like okay sorry well I tried <laughs> I did try it there but I've never tried it like going to a restaurant and like asking to put my food in there just because I don't really necessarily do that yeah hey at least you tried I did try but usually if I just put my extras in it usually a lot of uh, waitresses are, are just like wow that's really cool I'm like yeah they're like where did you that come from I'm like it collapses and I'm like oh <laughs> Yeah. I've never had a, it's always fit everything if I ever have leftovers because portions are huge and I can get like a whole second meal out of it. So that is so cool. What is that called again? This is, it's by the brand Stojo, S-T-O-J-O, but okay. I found it on the Brightly website. They had it as part of one of their drops. Um, I think now Brightly, their shop has monthly drops where they add new products, but they also have a, their shop is consistently open now. So they okay. have items that you could, that will just always be there. I think this is one of them. Don't quote me on that, but I think this is one of them, but regardless the brand, like I said, is Stojo. I think they have all different sizes and maybe even different shapes. So this one is perfect though. Um, it is the 36 ounce container. 36 ounce. Okay. If I can find it on the Brightly shop, I will link that in otherwise. I'll still link the Brightly shop in and then I'll see if I can find that elsewhere to link it in. So it's so fun. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Thanks for sharing that. So part of the mission of this podcast is to explore self and world healing through nature. So I always like to ask everyone who is on the podcast that question. So Mary, I'm wondering how you heal through nature. Yes. So with nature itself, one of my favorite things to do. I, I say that the Mary Olmstead starter pack, if you put in quotations, is sustainability, orange theory, which is a gym, and then reading. And so one of my favorite, absolute favorite things to do is take my hammock, find two trees, go outside and read. And it is just one of the most healing and calming things that I do. I mean, I live in Connecticut, so it snows here a lot of the year but it is almost fall. The weather is dropping and it's not so hot. So like, I'm excited to go do that again. Um, now that it's getting a little bit cooler and, um, we have beautiful parks here and even just in our backyards, because it's Connecticut, we're not in a city. Um, that's one of my absolute favorite things to do. So I, I try to do that as often as I can. Um, so that's my favorite thing and calming and like I would consider a healing thing for myself yeah of course it's so nourishing I have to ask you said about reading 
and I am a total book nerd over here. <laughs> do you have any, well, first, like, do you have a favorite book? Oh, my favorite book, I would say, oh, it's so hard. Um, yeah. I would say White Oleander currently is one of my favorite books. Okay. It's an older book. It came out like in 1990, I think. And it's one of those books growing up, like when I had high school, my mom told me I had to read. She's like, Mary, you need to read this. She had the copy. She put it on my bookshelf. And I was like, I don't want to read that, mom. I'm too young. That's like an adult book. And literally from high school up until now, she's been like, you need to read this book. And I was like, oh, fine. Okay. And I've kind of been re, I felt fell in love with reading again, like this time last year. And I've just been reading nonstop and I read it and I was like, I get it. I get it, mom. I get why you've been telling me for so long. I need to read this book. It was just so good. Um, so definitely would recommend that. I don't can't remember the author off the top of my head, but it's a very good book. That's okay. I will definitely be looking that one up. <laughs> Have you read any books in lines of sustainability or anything that's related to your journey. I was also curious about that. Yeah, so I, these are cool. I just have to get up really fast, but um, <laughs> okay. the, the two books I bought to start my journey, I'd mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I bought two books to yeah. kind of like help me. And I, they just happened to be in here. I just took them off my bookshelf and moved them the other day. <laughs> but one of them is this book called Waste Not Every Day by Erin. I think it's Rhodes is how you pronounce her name. I know this is back. I don't know if it's backwards or not, but yeah. it has um, 365 ways to reduce, reuse, and reconnect. And everything is just like these little blurbs. And as you can see, I like have noted all these little sections. Um, so this was just really cute. And <laughs> a good like quick little read but great tips and then on a little bit more of a bigger depth by Erin Rhodes as well is just waste not her more in-depth book okay. um, make a big difference by throwing away less and similarly I've annotated it but it has everything from um there's all different categories to cleaning to composting um to jarring to just any all these different things that have to do with sustainability and this really helped when I first started so I mean these two books by her are books that really uh helped me and I, I still keep them and review them every once in a while especially when it comes to like composting and stuff because yes I try to compost it's technically working I guess because the bin is not overfilled it's it is going down it's technically working but yeah. it's it's hard. <laughs> it's harder to do than I, I thought it would be, especially in Connecticut, unfortunately, because it gets cold. And so it slows down significantly. And so it, yeah. it can, it gets really full in the winter because it doesn't turn as much just because it's not as warm. Oh, well, thanks for sharing those books. I will probably add those to my library. They're, they're just great, like to have. They're so, yeah. they're good. Fun. And they're just, you, if you're new to journey, even if you're not new to your journey, they really help with the low waste aspect of it, like the making the swaps and how to do things when you might not live in an area that it's as, as accessible. So it's, they're definitely great quick reads, but very informative. Yeah. I liked that, that first one that you showed how it just kind of gave, it looks really simple, like simple, quick, yeah. simple tips that you can just apply exactly what it is. Yeah. Very, very quick. And everything's everything once again is organized by food, recyclables, others. Like it's very quick, very easy, but yeah. very helpful. Yeah, that's cool. And it's neat that it 
helped you along the beginning of your journey too. So yeah, they were very, very helpful. I remember I am at work, we had told our new year's resolution through 2020 and I had the books with me and I was like, I'm ready. If anyone wants any ideas, I'm going to read these books and I'm going to start. And so it's been great though. That's neat. I will ask you one more question. Um, I'm wondering what your very first swap was. Very first swap. It's an easy one. It was my toothbrush. Um, okay. I swapped to a bamboo. There's two, it was the same time. I okay. swapped a toothbrush. It was a bamboo toothbrush. Um, and I still use those. They're great. And what I love about them is after you're done, I just rip bristles out um, with pliers and I throw the toothbrush in my compost because it's bamboo. And then at the same time, I switched my toothpaste to the bite toothpaste. Uh, they're, they're little bits because not everyone can see the video. Bite uh, Shark is a small company. I saw them on Shark Tank for the first time. That's where I saw them because they really? went on Shark Tank. Yes. I didn't realize they were on Shark Tank. I, I have those too. So yeah, I saw, I remember seeing them on Shark Tank. And then when I started, but it was years before I started the sustainability thing. When I started, I was like, wait, I remember that company. And they're these little tiny things. They're almost like the size of a mint and you bite down on them and you start brushing and it turns into yeah. toothpaste. And I love them. They're great. I think normal toothpaste is too minty anyway. So I like that these aren't super minty. Yeah. Um, they're so easy to travel with also. So much easier than like the tube of toothpaste. I think that the bamboo toothbrush was my first swap too. So we have that in common. <laughs> Definitely an easy one for people to make. And it's, yeah. Not more, I mean, generally, like I, you can buy a pack of 10, like I buy a pack of 10 so we can, my boyfriend and I can switch every couple of months for like eight bucks. Like it's not any more expensive than a normal toothbrush. So that is definitely an eco swap and a economical one. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. So how can listeners connect with you, Mary? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and I have a TikTok. Um, my TikTok, I, I post a lot of books recently, but I also have some sustainability videos as well and some fitness ones, well, a whole thing. Um, but you can find me on either platform um, under Mary Olmstead, M-A-R-Y-O-L-M-S-T-E-D. Um, on Instagram at a 13 at the end. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And thank you so, so much for being here on the podcast, Mary and for sharing your lifestyle. I think it was really helpful. I hope that listeners can come away with at least one thing that they can do to start to make a change. So yeah, super inspiring. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see what other guests you have on this podcast. And my, my motto just to leave everyone on is sustainability is not about perfection. It's just about progress. So even making the smallest change, even if it's not perfect, it, it will help in the long run. That's a really good point because I feel like a lot of people strive for perfection and that can get overwhelming, especially if you're starting out. So that's, that's really good advice.